Failure sucks, and it's also inevitable. Telling ourselves to just get back up and get going again sounds great in theory, but in practice, sometimes a little more is required. Stay tuned to see what I mean. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. Nobody likes to talk about failure. It's easy to look around and start to believe that other successful people don't fail. Before I sold my company, people would see pictures of our 40-something vehicles and our 50-something employees and think we were lucky and or never seemed to have any real failures. That is definitely not the case. I've told you before about how terrible I was, and I don't mean kind of, sort of. I mean, I was really bad when I first started managing people as a supervisor. I was absolutely horrendous at that. I failed practically, maybe every day, every day I went to work, I failed. Certainly, if you looked at blocks of time like weeks and months and and whatever, um, a lot of failure there. There's no doubt. Uh, later on, when I got uh, my job as a GM at 33 years old, and I had 60-something employees, I think I had 63 employees running an $8 million company back in 2006 or 2007, I got accounting all wrong. I failed a lot, and I didn't think to ask for help because I didn't want to let on. I didn't know what I was doing. So instead, I just waited like a dummy until I was completely exposed. I failed the first several months, uh, maybe the first six months, trying to figure that out. Because, I, again, I wouldn't ask for help. I was trying to do it on my own, and, and it didn't go well. I've had failures as a husband and a father and just as a person. Uh, I can tell you about times we, sp- we misspent what ultimately ended up being hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on marketing that didn't work. I would definitely call that a failure. I, you know, I, it still makes me angry every time I think about the money we wasted on marketing in, in uh, my company that I sold. It was just a obscene waste of, of time and, and it re- just the, the utter failure I felt, I can't speak for everybody, but I'll just speak for me. The utter failure I felt each time we tried, each time we failed, and the, the mountains of cash we threw at that was just ugh, brutal. Um, we made tons of, of hiring errors. We kept bad employees too long. We had other catastrophic blunders that almost cost us everything. I won't get into the details on all of them because some of them I've covered a lot. I don't think we're exceptional to that. I think that's part of the journey for nearly everyone. So the question is, though, how do we overcome failure when it happens? And I think there's, you know, there's a lot of things that we can do. I'm going to talk about five things I think are pretty important. Um, the first one is we got to learn from the mistakes and failures. You know, if you look back at when you first started walking, riding a bicycle, simple, silly things like that in life, did we just get up on a bike the first time and ride it? No, we made a ton of mistakes. We failed a lot. We fell a lot. How many times do you think you fall as a toddler, a, a you know, twelve to fourteen month old kid learning to walk? I mean, 
How many times do you think the, an average kid falls learning how to walk? It's got to be an insane number. I Somebody probably knows that. I, I don't know. But the point is we learn, we try something different, we practice, we get better, we move on. So as long as we learn from each lesson or each failure, so we're better prepared for next time and, and each failure has a purpose and each failure leads to ultimate success, then I don't necessarily think it's a, a failure as much as it is a learning experience on like what, well, here's what we not, know not to do next time. So I think if we can learn from these mistakes, that is maybe the most important thing. If we're going to continue to make mistakes and not learn, then that's not really going to, we're not going to, we're not going to progress. We're not going to go anywhere. We're just going to continue doing the same thing, making the same mistakes. So I think the one of the keys, and for me, maybe the most important is we got to learn from it. So if you want a tangible action step that will help after a significant failure, we can do something like just right now, like what are the top five things I learned from this? And you know, if, if I would have done that after some of the marketing things, and again, the, the mountains of cash we threw at that uh, is just staggering. If I would have wrote down the, the things, they would be they would be kind of comical now. I would probably laugh if I read what they are now. But the point is that ultimately, uh, they will definitely allow us to see how the failure will help us later. And it will help us uh, keep those lessons top of mind. And we can kind of put it at ease. We won't make the same mistake again. If we can identify at least, hey, here's the top five things I shouldn't do again. If we take the time to write them down, I think we could all say we're probably less likely to, to do those same things again. So that's the first thing is just make sure if, we, if we're going to make a mistake, which we are, if we're going to have failures, which we are, let's learn from it, right? That's the first thing. Let's make that commitment first and foremost. Second thing I would say is <clears throat> don't dwell on it. I know this is easier said than done, but now that you've identified something, you've learned from the mistake, like move on. Like what the heck can we do about it except apply the lessons we've learned? And I think one of the things for us to remember is we can't be planning and forging a path forward if we're literally, well, not figuratively, looking backwards at what the mistake was. If we're spending our time, literally spending the time figuratively looking backwards, I guess is what I'm trying to say, we can't also be looking forward and seeing what we're going to do in the future. The, our brains don't work that way. We can't, com we can't complain and dwell on what happened and think about and ponder the mistakes from last week and last month and simultaneously be planning a, a great outcome in the future. We have to, our brains don't, don't work that way. We have to segment those things. You can only do one or the other. So the, the, the least amount of time we can spend looking backwards and the most amount of time we can spend looking forward, I'm all for it. Uh, the other thing is dwelling on the past just kind of keeps us in that same mental prison. You know, the anguish we feel, the frustration, the anxiety, the, the, Anger in some cases, um, all those things are, we, we feel that the same as long as we dwell on it. We're stuck in that mental prison right up until we decide or it's decided for you that it's time to move on. The process is always the same. We stay in that pain and we stay in that anger and frustration until we decide it's time to move on. But hopefully we can move it along a little faster. If we can do that, if we can spend less time dwelling, learn the lesson, identify the lesson and move forward. So if we want something to help us move forward a little quicker, move along a little faster, read the things we wrote down in step one. What are the five things we learned? If we, if we get, find ourselves dwelling on that, just like go back to the list. Hey, I, I've identified these things. There's literally no point in thinking about it anymore. You know, I think if we can kind of train our brains to work that way, at least in my case, that helped. The third thing is we can't let this become a barrier to trying again. We cannot be, we cannot use failures as 
reasons or excuses to not try again. We can't let the fear from our last failure stop us from reaching our greatness, our goal, our dream, our potential, whatever. Just like learning to ride that bike. You didn't fall once, twice, and then give up. And I know these are simple, silly analogies, but you really wanted to learn how to ride a bicycle. If you grew up in my era, in the 70s and 80s, every kid rode a bike. If you were the one kid who didn't, if I, I don't even know if I knew a kid who didn't ride a bike. But if I, if I imagined what it would be like to be the one kid on my block that didn't ride a bike, that would be pretty crazy. I, the the anguish of that would far outweigh a broken leg. I just it wouldn't even be comparable. So we have to we we have the same things in life, like the in, in business. Like we want these things so much that we can't let the the uh, the short term pain of a setback hold us back. It, we it would just be silly. Especially the further you go, the sillier it would be to give up. So I don't mean we're going to be foolish and try the same thing over and over and over again. We're now a little more prepared, we have a little more knowledge, and we know some things that not to do that'll make things easier for us. So uh, apply the lessons and then get back on the horse. Number four, I think I've talked about this before. I think this is often overlooked when it comes to talking about failure specifically, success and failure, but failure specifically. No matter what we're trying to achieve, if you surround your people, surround yourself with positive people and successful people, failures will become more and more minor. No successful person has has gotten there without failure. I would argue the more successful a person is, the more they appreciate and understand failure and what it really means. And getting that perspective from a person who's been super successful in life, when you have what feels like a catastrophic failure and you go tell this person, they're like, you know what? Been there, done that, and it'll, it'll pass. And here's how I overcame it in my situation. And and all of those things, I think, help with failure. Again, I can't imagine me if there's a person out there, I've not heard of them or met them, a successful person who did not go through significant amounts of failure. The more successful you are, the more you try, that means the more you failed. I just That math equation in my mind, that's just how it works. Could be wrong, but that's how it works in my brain. So exposing yourselves, being around people who have had that success means they have had more failure. They're better at it. They're better at getting over it. Um, They've, they've climbed bigger mountains and those failures are more insignificant because they've done that. I'm also a firm believer, as I've mentioned before, um, we're the average of the five people we hang out with the most. I believe that 100%. If you look around and you decide you want to be the average of the five people you're spending the most time with, go meet some new people. One of the best ways to overcome failure is to learn how other people have overcome it. I, I keep going back to that, but I think it's really critical. Um, not only does it encourage you, but it also shows you that it can be done. You know, when you, when you hear some of the stories of massive failure that very successful people have have had, it kind of puts things in perspective for us. When we're talking about our, our seemingly or comparatively small failures. Um, and again, I think this is this would be helpful for more down than usual, like sharing that with somebody who's who's had some successes is helpful. I think um, the other thing is number five. I'd say is just coming to grips with this idea that failure is part of the learning curve. Failure is part of the path that leads to success. That doesn't mean they're fun, but they are, they are there and they help us will learn to be great. They help us will learn to be better. They learn it. They help us learn an easier, faster, more uh, successful way to get to whatever we're trying to achieve. Again, I know that sounds super corny and silly and easy right now. It's easy to say right now, Brian, I get it, but there's no secrets to the process of achieving success. It really comes down to 
preparation, putting in the hard work, learning from failure, and showing up again. I mean, that that's kind of the path. If you look back to where you were one, three, five, or 10 years ago and compare it to now, think of how many times you failed or the mistakes you've made between then and now. Think about how different things are and how you couldn't you couldn't possibly achieve what you have if you hadn't have had those failures. There's almost no no exceptions to that. So uh, before we continue, I'm really excited to tell you about something. I'm rolling out a new 90-day course. I, I'm so excited about this. I've literally taken all this the the ideas and strategies that I've developed over the last few years and I put them into to 90 days um, worth of stuff. And it these 90 days will give people the most amount of progress of all the things I've worked with people on. I'm super excited about that. So um, paired it down to, to the ones that may help you make the biggest impact and help business owners make the most amount of progress in their business. This course focuses on the top three issues, which are people, processes, and profitability. No question, those are the top three. You'll hear about one of my clients, Joanne. I'm going to tell you about one of my clients, Joanne. She gave me permission to share her story, so I'm going to. She took these exact things and these ideas and strategies that I'm going to teach in this 90-day course, and she implemented in her business. And I'm not kidding you, year over year, she saved $139,000 on recruiting, hiring, retention, and training costs. hundred. This is not a a 65 person company. This is a, you know, I don't know how many employees she has now, but you know, let's say 15 employees. It's a massive amount of money for the size of her company. This is, this is tremendous. $139,000 year over year. Another client of mine, Dusty, same strategies. He applied to his business. He increased revenue by 36% while also reducing the hours he worked every week from 70 to about 50 or less than 50 for sure. At the end of the course, you will know the specific reasons employees don't follow directions exactly how to overcome those. You'll have a step-by-step proven process to handle any employee challenge you face, which will allow you to hold your team accountable without being afraid they're going to resent you or leave. You'll know exactly how to improve processes to maximize your team's performance. You'll have an exact plan for documenting procedures in your own business. You'll be able to read and interpret your P&L quickly, like within 15 minutes. I guarantee you by the end of this, you'll be able to read and interpret your P&L within 15 minutes and use it to make decisions. Yes, this means even you who doesn't have a clue how the P&L works. I'm talking to you. You'll be able to quickly, again, within 15 minutes, identify the key areas of your business and immediately know if your business is performing well in those areas or not. So who is this course for? Anyone who wants to feel confident to be able to implement specific actions and strategies that will make your business grow. These are not theoretical from some online course that I got. These are proven strategies, not only for my own business, but now also for my clients' businesses. This is for anyone who feels afraid that they'll be found out as a fraud because they don't know how to solve the biggest problems they face, which almost always comes down to people, processes, and profitability. It's for anyone who feels stuck or overwhelmed. You got tons of ideas and tons of knowledge, but you don't know how to apply them in your business in a step-by-step manner. Or people who want financial stability, but might be afraid of losing it all because you might not be able to figure all this out, or you might miss something, or you might have bad luck you weren't prepared for, or an employee might make a catastrophic uh, mistake. I mean, you can't even get them to do what you're trying to get them to do now with all the training you're doing. This is for people who want to build, build a business who they will, they will love, but doesn't own them and allows them to work when they want to, not because they have to. Doesn't require you to take work home with you when you travel or take weekend trips. And for people who want more time for family, church, traveling, hobbies, doing out, outdoor activities to love, anyone who, who wants to be able to prove themselves and others that they could do it, that they could be in the successful business owners club and they don't want to go about it the hard way. So if that describes you, go to my Service Industry Success Facebook page. I'll put the link in the show notes. You can easily find it, but just go to the Service Industry Success Facebook page and send me a DM that says, I'm in on the course. That's it. Once you do that, I'll reach out and we'll schedule time to see if it's a good fit for you and we'll go from there. Um, I'm not I'm not super salesy. You should know by now that's not my approach. I'm, I am really excited about this. 
I definitely want to talk to you in advance and we'll set up a quick call to see if this is a good fit for you. So I can't wait to get going with this. It's going to be awesome. Anyhow, back to our topic. So the first thing we got to do, if, if we acknowledge we're going to make mistakes, which we have to, we're going to have failures. Uh, we got to, we got to learn from them. That's the first thing we got to do. Every time we make a mistake or fail, it's only useful if we learn from it. If we don't learn from it, then there's no positive outcome. We have to learn from it. So as much as it sucks, and as much as we don't like it, each failure, if we learn from it, will make us better prepared for next time. Number two, do not dwell on it. Right? Now we've identified we have, we've learned things from it. Move on. Like I said, you can make a list of here's the top five things I learned. Once you've done that, you can look at that list and move on. There's no point dwelling on it. You can't do anything about it other than acknowledge we learned something and take that knowledge and apply it again in the future. We can't be afraid to try again. We can't let these failures hold us back. We cannot let a, a little bump in the road. If you look at the course of a, a building a business over 10 or 15 or 20 years, and you look at the biggest failure they had over the course of that 20 years, it's a, it's a bump in the road. We cannot let these be what will ultimately be bumps in the road keep us from building what's going to be our lifetime goal or lifetime dream. We can't, we can't let it win. In my mind, that's just how it works. We can't let it win. We can't let those failures win. Just like learning to ride the bike, you didn't fall off once, twice, and give up. I'm going to be the kids to ride the bike, period. That's just the way I'm, that's just the way I am on this stuff. Now, again, that doesn't mean we're going to be foolish and try the same thing over again. We're better prepared. We have more knowledge. We take that knowledge and apply it. But here we go again. We're going. Number four, we got to surround ourselves with positive people. No matter what is going on, no matter what we're trying to achieve, we got to surround ourselves with, with positive people. Again, I'm a firm believer. We're the average of five people hanging out with the most. You look around, you don't like your five, then pick new five. Go meet some new people. And I'm not talking about your kids and your spouse, by the way. I'm talking about people outside of that. Uh, this will not only encourage you, but also give you proof that overcoming these failures is going to happen. Like if you hang out with really successful people, like the most successful people I've hang out with, they've had they've had failures that make mine look minuscule. Um, it puts things in perspective for me. And then just again, number five, realizing failure is part of the learning curve. This is not, these are not fun, but it, it, it think about it, I think about it this way. Like if we didn't have these massive setbacks, what would be the point of success? It's not just about the money. The money's great. The time is great. But if we didn't have to overcome adversity, then what, what's really the value of being successful? Like if, if you take that part out of the equation, what's the point? You know, just having the ability to buy a new car. Okay. Awesome. But that's not. I don't know. For me, that for me, the overcoming is the is the part that matters. You know, I'm 85 years old or whatever. I hope I look back and I hope I appreciate that more than the cars I bought. At least that's how I look at it. And the idea that we're just going to show up and nail it right out of the gate, like that's just I don't know. That's just kind of silly. I don't think that's a realistic thing. Um, there's no new secrets to the process of achieving success. It comes down to preparation, putting in the hard work, learning from failure, showing up again. We've all heard this saying. And I believe this 100%. Showing up is 80% of it. Man, I, I tell you, I that might be like the number one thing I would tell somebody. Just show up. Especially nowadays, you look around at how, how little people are showing up. You've tried to hire a contractor. you tried to get your car fixed. you tried to do anything in the last, you know, 18 months. Getting people just to show up. Like, try, try finding a landscaper. You know, try finding somebody to come fix something in your house. Like, just getting people to show up. It's getting better now, but we went through a spell there for like 18 months where, man, the people who showed up are the ones who got paid. That's just the way it worked. 
So uh, that's it for this week. Uh, don't forget to go to that Service Industry Success Facebook page and send me the DM that says I'm in on the course. I'm super excited for you guys on this. Um, I, I really just can't wait to get going with this. Also, if you haven't had a chance yet, please share this podcast with a friend or colleague who's a business owner in the service industry. Give us a rating and review if you could spare a couple of minutes. I really appreciate that. And uh, that's it for this week. And I will see you all next week. Next week.